welcome to the Mammoth Gamescast. We took last week off as it was Valentine's Day. Just kind of decompress. So uh, thanks for hanging in there with us. But I'm one of your hosts, Night Swarm. With me as always, other people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Johnny Riot here. Yep. And filter cord. Those are the ones. And, and, and let's not lie to the people. It wasn't a matter of we specifically took the day off. We actually all at the same time uh, awkwardly messaged and said that we all had plans for Sunday. I had well, no plans. Had to be to be fair, I had literally no plans. <laughs> and I was just like, but I could find <laughs> something else to do. Like, it'd be cool. My plan was to not fucking show up to the recording. <laughs> yeah, I, I, got, I got asked like three hours prior to the group message if... Uh, if I'd be able to, to skip out on one so we could go visit some family. And, uh, yeah, and as I was typing that response, one of you guys was like, same Actually. time. Yeah, same time. I was like, you just fucking want to skip it today? Like, it's it, it's it's a Hallmark holiday, but still a holiday to some people. So, uh, I got it off work. I went to a bookstore huh. and spent way too much money on fucking reading. I don't even remember what? what I did. Don't remember. You know how to read? I actually picked up a I picked up a book set for the wife. I picked up The Magicians because we loved that entire TV show. Mm, we've been thinking about a, starting it, but I'm not sure if I'm gay enough to like handle dude, it. Dude, I I'm really gay. really liked uh, it. I was like, I you really are too. Liked it. I really really enjoyed it, and I I do recommend it. It's if you're into yeah. like just typical fantasy stuff, but with a more like modern day vibe, it's really cool. You went kind of ham on books. Like I, I, I did. You you um, bought like three of them just one day, and you were like, so we no joke. What I did as I've been wanting to read more for a while, but the only I've always been a big fantasy nerd. Um, that's why I play a ton of RPGs. Uh, I just haven't had time to dive into a lot of games. Um, what I did is I kind of cheated. I did a Google search and said, "Hey Google, what are some book recommendations for someone that really likes JRPGs?" And mm. someone wrote a fucking Barnes and Noble blog on it. So I went straight to there and bought almost every book on the list, because at the end of a little, at the end of every little pair, they wrote like a paragraph about each book, comparing it to a certain video game, um, based on like plot points or just characters, things like that. And I was like, you know what? Cool. This sounds cool. This sounds cool. This sounds cool. So I got one that is very vibey of like Xenosaga. Uh, I got one that's got like a Final Fantasy VI vibe to it. One that's got a Final Fantasy VII vibe to it for different reasons. Um, a couple of different ones, even one that has like a Chrono Trigger and like a uh, sweet good vibe to it. So, okay, I kind of went all a little bit of everything. So far, I'm, yeah, cool. I went all out, and I'm like, you know what? Fuck it, I'm done buying books for a while. I haven't bought books in a long time, so now I've got some cool fantasy stuff to read through. Nice. Every, like I, I do that, I do that a lot. Where I'm like, man, I need to buy more books that I read because I buy too many picture books. I buy too many like art books. That I'm yeah. just like, these are awesome, like, coffee table books, and I just, like, cycle them out. Yeah. And I, it's like, I spend a lot of money on books, I feel like, but never anything to read. Actually, and No read. joke, like, one of the books that I grabbed, I'm pretty sure what I read is what the, that the author was a big fan of one of, the, one of my favorite video games growing up, um, so it did kind of inspire their writing. I was like, fuck it, I'm going to have to read this one now. And just reading like the back of the cover and like the first like the introductory paragraph and stuff, I was like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, I'm gonna like this one." Nice. So, what have we been playing throughout these last, uh, uh, you know, uh, over our last week off and things like that? You guys get into anything new or still kind of playing the same old, same old? 
Yeah, I've been uh, kind of poking around with some other stuff. So I played through, um, I can't remember if I mentioned this before, but I've been playing Suzerain, which is like um, a political uh, simulator. You play like basically a president of a relatively new like Eastern European country. So you're only the fourth president. And then you have to make a bunch of decisions to like who to align yourself with basically in like the Cold War era. Yeah, it's, and, it's uh, a how-to-ruin-the-country simulator. Basically, like, there's <laughs> a very narrow chance that you are, like, successful in anything. And it's kind of, like, it. it's interesting because it points out, like, real, you know, choices that a lot of these countries had to face. And it's basically choosing between, like, the EU and NATO and the, like, common turn, like, Soviet pact. Which <laughs> is really interesting. Um nice. Just like the way that the game kind of feeds you stuff, it's like, uh, you know, your choices are never clear. It's never like, oh yeah, obviously I should go with the, you know, Western Europe and the United States in this situation because there's always drawbacks to every choice. Um, it's interesting, and I wanted to go play through it on a bunch of different like political stances just to kind of see how it played out in different paths. Yeah, but. Uh, I got so attached to my first playthrough that it's, like, hard to play it a second time, which I think is kind of an interesting, like, role-playing thing. Hmm. Um, I had a lot of fun with that, and then obviously I've been playing Crusader Kings still. Waiting for that first DLC announcement. Never. Not coming. No, it'll probably be next week. It's it'll probably... Yeah, it'll probably come out literally as soon as we uh, hit the... As soon as we sign off from the show today. Well, people are expecting to hear the announcement at some point in March, and then expecting it to release in, like, May. Okay. Uh, according to Paradox's typical DLC release schedule, I guess. Okay. Johnny? I have been uh, slowly grinding my way through Breath of Fire 3, which I have been mm -hmm. playing for a few weeks with some friends doing a community playthrough. I have also been wildly stuck on watching some new people on Twitch do some things that I didn't really care about until recently. Um, let, watching people play Legend of Zelda randomizers and stuff has got me playing A Link to the Past again, but just so I can try to do the little glitches and tricks and stuff that are in it, so I've been practicing those for no real reason. Um, and I did, weirdly enough, just start playing Octopath Traveler again. Uh, I never got Hell to finish yeah. it. Um, most recent playthrough, I just booted back up because I, the the beauty of that game is that in between chapters, you're not missing story content. The story only happens, and I've said it before, when you're initiating the chapter for each character. Right. So it is a very easy game to pick up and play and then drop because it doesn't matter how long I've spent. Literally, it was almost it was almost a full year since I last played it. I didn't have to restart my game. I just booted it up, looked at my characters, and saw what kind of equipment I had, and was like, alright, cool, let's go grind a little bit, and then go do a chapter. Um, which works nice. out really well, because it was perfect timing, based on what we'll talk about later, with some of the Nintendo mm -hmm. announcements that happened. For sure. Yeah, I never, I still haven't ever really dug into Octopath, and I want to. It's it a really... struck me as the right moment, I guess. It's a really casual game, because your story, you get to pick whatever main character you have, that's the character you're stuck with, um, but you have the option of recruiting everybody else, or you don't have to. So if you don't recruit other characters, then the enemies stay like scaled to where you are. But as you get other characters, the enemies all scale up based on the fact that now you have a full party. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Um, 
so you don't have to get everybody. You can get one or two people or maybe three, or you can rock out all eight. Um, but the side stuff that happens in between with like bonus dungeons and bonus jobs that you can unlock, those are all really cool but completely optional. Yeah. Um, if you So you can sit there and play as much as you want in between, stop playing. When you have time to sit down for 45 minutes to an hour, you can knock out a full actual chapter for a character and then be done. And the characters are really cool too. Like they, hey, as I, long as you're not playing with the English voice acting for the hunter character, because I absolutely hate the huntress character. <laughs> I mean, she I, speaks. Oh, yeah, I like it's like broken. Oh, I, sorry. Go ahead. I, I just like playing all of the characters, like I, voice acting aside or whatever. I don't know. I, I there were I like pretty much everyone that uh, you know that, that I ended up playing throughout that game. Oh, and yeah. I'm probably it felt satisfying. They're all really cool. It's just that, like, I hate the dialogue because the the huntress comes from like a small um, tribe of people that use like like a very meshed, broken form of English. So it's like Shakespearean, like old English meets all these different things. So there's a lot of extra eths on the ends of certain words, um, and it's it's weird. Um, it's almost charming, but with her, I just got too overwhelmed with it. But as a character in your in your team, she's fucking phenomenal. Like she's oh, yeah. really powerful. Definitely. Cool. Uh, and for me, I've been playing. It was a weird. It was a weird like bit of time for me. Um, I grabbed Valenheim, played that a little bit. Mm. That was pretty oh, fun. I've heard really good things. Um, yeah, it's uh, it, it it it's it's a survival game. And that's the easiest thing, the easiest way to explain it. I, I didn't find, you know, like, the creation, I didn't find any of it groundbreaking, to be honest. Right. I've, I've played it, I think, twice now. Um, I wasn't drawn back to keep playing, but with the right group of people, yeah, that game can be, I imagine, a lot of fun. Like, I know I set my house out on an island, so I didn't have to worry about any enemies, and then I built, like, a bridge across the island, or, you know, from one landmass to the other so I didn't have to swim anymore. It just has all those standard survival tropes. You gotta eat, um, you know, you gotta, you gotta stay eat. warm, uh, and things like that. Sleep helps. Um, that was fun. Uh, I downloaded um, The Old Republic again, after talking about it, I think, on our last show. Mm -hmm. And I played it once and I was like, nope. <laughs> I was done. <laughs> Yeah, that's interesting, because each time I go back to it, like, I recently played through the full story for, like, the Sith Warrior class. Mm -hmm. Every time I go back to it, I like it more than I did the previous time. Okay. And I'm not sure what's causing that. Yeah. And maybe it's just because of all the balance and, like, the single player. Like, they've added, they made it a lot easier to play single player. Yeah. Um, like, I, you can play through the entire game now. Uh, completely single player. Right, and that's what I was thinking about just because I had been reading the comics and reading the new High Republic book and mm -hmm. I was like, yeah, I kind of want to just run through that, so I started a new character started getting into it, and I was like mm. nope Yeah, it's it's still like, it's got a lot of repetitiveness also, that's like that's the number one thing that I'm worried about trying to get into uh, Final Fantasy fourteen. and it's like, dude, I really want to but I just don't know you just, it, it's, if I'll be able to bring myself to do it. It's one of those things, like, you can. You can run through that and, you know, ha have a good time, um, you know, playing that solo if you're okay doing those repetitive tasks. What right, breaks that up? Not. What breaks that up is playing with somebody else. 
like, you know, just making like dumb jokes, conversation while you're doing these stupid repetitive tasks, kind of just make them go faster while kind of, uh, you know, speeding up and figuring out exactly what, you know, what you so, want out of the story. As far as Final Fantasy fourteen goes, I, I will say this. You can plow through the base game content very easily, even with like just the trial version. Um, and you can do it all solo. Mm-hmm. What I, The way I did it and was able to zone out and knock it all out is, A, I've already played most of the story content and knew what was going on as I had to get there. But I threw on podcasts. I listened to yeah. podcasts while I sat and played it. And on my own, I just ground through it within like a week or two. Um, but the big trick is if you don't care about playing with someone else right off the bat, um, try to make sure you create a character on a server where you're going to get an experience boost early on. Yeah. Um, there are like recommended servers to start characters on because of the low population at the time, and they'll give you a massive experience boost up until like really far in. Um, That's interesting. And yeah. you'll get a and if depending on how you're playing it, like I own the collector's editions for so many different um, expansions, I have gear that also gives me experience boosts, so those mm-hmm. kind of stack too. So I was able to fly through a lot of stuff, but even just the new world like preferred world setting that gets you the extra experience up to like level 50 or so is super good yeah it's interesting it's it's weird too because it's like uh, i i played through all of the the base story game content of the old republic and i had an experience boost running literally the entire time i played it and i still have like 10 in my inventory and it's like Especially when you're, I mean, they just, you know, they understand that for the majority of people that are getting the game at this point, they want to just crank it through to the end game and then, you know, do all the end game content with their friends. Mm-hmm. So Definitely. that's kind of interesting. Um, so, yeah, I played a little bit of the Old Republic um, and then got back into playing a lot more Borderlands. Uh, I'm going through the DLCs right now. I've yep. finished. I beat the game with Flack, and then I was like, I hate this character. <laughs> Went back and beat the game with Moe's, and I loved Moe's, but the friend that I was kind of, like, talking with and playing, kind of playing back and forth with, he's playing Moe's as well. So I was like, I'm not going to be Moe's. Went back to Flack. Um, and kind of redeemed Flack a little bit. Got him from 50, which I believe was the max level when I beat it. Maybe not. I can't remember. Um, but got him up to the new cap. Um, respect him. Like it's it's interesting. My character just doesn't die anymore. Um, and if they do drop, basically I have my uh, pet that can revive me. So and I'm playing. I think I'm on Mayhem Six right now, trying to get a specific weapon for the build. It's like the last thing that I need as a pretty rare drop. Um, okay. But I'm going through the. Um, was it the second to last DLC, the Western DLC, that I can never remember its name. It's like Western with dinosaurs. Um, mm. yep. And that's been pretty fun. And then I have Krieg's uh, like cluster truck or whatever it is um, where you have to go into his mind. That's the last one I have to do. Uh, but yeah, it's it's been fun. It's been pretty fun um, going through even the like uh, holiday. They did um, uh, they, they had like a Valentine's Day thing that happens that it has like a little heart that floats around certain people's heads and when you shoot it it does a random effect um so it could explode uh in typical borderlands fashion 
um, a random elemental, or it could like just shit out a bunch of guns. Mm. So that's fun. Yeah. Um, that's pretty much all I've been up to, just playing those games. But I need to play more Valentine, just because. Just because. Because I bought it and I need to justify it now. Yep. Yeah. Cool. Uh, good catch up. Um, why don't we go ahead and jump into uh, the games releasing? We're going to cover. Um, actually, how far back are we covering? Uh, okay. Yeah. So we didn't. There wasn't really too much that happened this last week. Um, so we're really just moving forward with covering this week. Um, and we do have a few. We have, I would say, a couple uh, pretty good games. But before that, if you guys get the chance, as always, head over to facebook.com backslash Inc. Check all the top news and video games stuff there. Follow us on Twitter so you know when we go live and do stuff just like this. These games releasing between February 21st and 27th. Um, First one being on the 23rd, we have uh, Persona 5 Strikers, of course, for PC, PS4, and Switch, coming from Omega Force P Studio and Atlas. Yeah, now, some people are already playing this because there was a deluxe edition that dropped a few days early, so mm-hmm. I guess it kind of falls into last week a little bit, but um, typical Omega Force fashion, it's a, it's a Warriors game, so... Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, I mean... My relationship with Persona. It's a proper follow up to Persona Five. It's a proper sequel to Persona Five. It does take place after. Um, If you like the style and don't care much about the missed out story content from Persona Five and just want to play a fun little beat 'em up, big recommend. Um, Or if you just feel like having a seizure while you're looking at the screen, because man, there's just a lot of a lot of bright flashing and neon lights everywhere. Okay. Cool. Cool. Um. Moving on, on Thursday the 25th, we do have the Ghosts and Goblins uh, Resurrection for the Switch coming out from Capcom, of course. Johnny, I think you were saying you were pretty stoked on this one, right? Yeah, yeah. I've always been a big Ghosts and Goblins and Ghouls and Ghosts fan. Um, It's because those games are really, really difficult, and that's probably why I like things like Dark Souls and stuff now that I'm older. Mm -hmm. Um, But when I saw that they were doing the remake for this and this weird little, like, resurrection style, the new art style looks... Mm-hmm. To me, like a lot of fun. It's got its little ups and downs. Um, I mean, pricing wise, might be kind of steep for some people as far as paying that much for a remake of an older game. But it's it's a remake from the ground up, completely new art style. Yeah, it's the same old kind of gameplay, but it's got some extra modern twists on it. Um, I'm probably gonna play the crap out of it day one. So I'm I'm excited for it. I will be playing the crap. I will be playing this like crazy. Right. Yeah, it almost looks like a UB art style. Yeah, um, it's it's weird. It's super yeah. cartoony, but there's still like you know awesome fire demons and little explosions of like just everything. And you still get your cool power ups. You've got really goofy and sometimes scary character design. Mm-hmm. Um, but it looks like it, I don't know. The art style almost reminds me more of reading some of those old like where the wild things are style like storybooks growing up. Like, mm-hmm. it's that super over-exaggerated, like, creature design. Um, but it's going to be another hard game. I'm ready for it. Um, I, I love the series. Always have. Sticking with the animation style just kills me. Like, they didn't have to. You know what I mean? But they <laughs> chose to. <laughs> it's an it's an art it is an art decision that, like, I approve of. 
It's hilarious. It's powerful stuff. Oh, like I love watching Arthur run, like swinging his arms so widely as he's running, and and the legs. Um, it's like there's yeah. like three different frames right there, and that's it. And mm-hmm. super it's, funny. It's so good. It's the best. And his little boxers. His little boxers are always yep. going to be good. Um, <laughs> this makes me think so much that I would just love to have the Maximo games get released in any way, shape, or form. But um, I'll stick for the classic Ghouls and Ghosts and Ghosts and Goblins when I need to. Sure. Ghouls and Ghosts and Goblins, baby. All right. And then moving on to the 26th Friday, we have Bravely Default 2 for the Switch, of course, coming from uh, Claytech Works, Square, and Nintendo. Pretty excited for this one, actually. Um, I, I didn't get into Bravely Default. I, I played it. I didn't finish it, though. Um, but 2, I don't know. It, it still has that charm, and I think coming after something like, uh, you know, playing something like Octopath Traveler and, you know, some of the more recent games in this vein, um, it, it almost has, like, more of a, uh, like, pull on me. Like, mm-hmm. I see it and I'm like, oh, I, I definitely want to play that. Yeah, it seems really interesting. Um, yeah, like you, I, I didn't play the first one. Um, I, I played it. I played a decent amount of the first one. I just didn't beat okay. it. Okay. Um, yeah, I didn't play it at all. And, and it was really good, but I think maybe something else just kind of came out and pulled my mm-hmm. attention quick. Honestly, as far as the first one goes, it's the fact that it was a 3DS game and... At that point, I just didn't have the time for so many. Uh, the 3DS was a beast for handheld RPGs. Mm-hmm. Um, I liked I liked Bravely Default a lot. Uh, Bravely Second Inlayer came out, which was the second one in the series. I tried playing that one as well. I couldn't get super into it. Um, but they really just felt like they were Final Fantasy games without being Final Fantasy games um, the mm-hmm. entire way through. I did have fun with them. Couldn't grind through them to finish them. Um, this one I'm excited for. I like I, I the character design grew on me because um, they could they could have taken a different route with character design on this given the power of the switch, but they they didn't. Um, they just refined and smoothed out what they already had. Right. Yeah, that's the immediate thing that sticks out to me is I really do not like the the art style. Okay. I think it's the, the art style I love is the character design itself. Like, well, yeah, they're like chibi characters. Yeah, 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 they took like the Shibi route for it, which was like back on 3DS, it was normal and expected. It was because required. It I mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I think that honestly is when you can, once you can actually look at it and accept it, there's still a lot of detail that went into it, even with like the the Shibi art style. That's just gorgeous. Yeah. And I well, the the fabrics look really good. Yeah, yeah, like the armors. Yeah, it's, it's fitting. It's very fitting for what it is, and mm. I'm excited to play because in the end, it's still isn't meant to be like a super mature intimidating title it's meant to be a more accessible rpg and uh i guess if it ain't broke don't fix it is that same mentality so i'm fine with it yeah they really really with this title um lean heavily on their lighting and visual like the um Mm -hmm. visual effects that the characters do like during battle that's what really really like makes them pop in the way it makes them feel more serious than they are especially when they're doing these big moves um and then and then when you're done it goes into a cutscene, and you just see them standing there like with their big ass head and super smooth face and stuff like that it's it's really funny Uh, they've done um kind of something a little bit unexpected i think 
when you when when you know I think about playing like an RPG like this. So yeah, it's fun. Um, and the same day, almost missed today, uh, but we have uh, um, Retro Mania Wrestling. Uh, so we've talked about this one a few times in the past. Of course, this one coming to PS4, Xbox One, Switch, and PC from RetroSoft Studios. Um, I've been following these guys for a long time. I think I originally found them in like an indie group, just kind of talking about their game. Um, okay. But this is yeah. straight up an arcade wrestling game. Like, down visuals to like the gameplay and everything. Um, it has new and old wrestlers like uh, like I've, I've seen Warhorse and Jeff Cobb in here as well the um, like Road Warriors and Tommy Dreamer um, it has has a little bit of little bit of everything for anyone you know pretty much in no matter what generation of wrestling you, you you've watched last um, but I think more importantly I think the uh, the gameplay is what's going to keep people coming back. It just looks ridiculous. It's not overly complex like most wrestling games today. Um, the only thing that I can think that might be close to this was that New Japan um, game that they had come out with. Uh, but yeah, this one coming out as well on the 26th. Same day as Bravely Default. So get your arcade fix and your RPG fix that day. Oh yeah. For sure. All right, that wraps up pretty much everything releasing. If there's something we missed, let us know over on Twitter at Mammoth Games Inc. We'll add it to next week's show. Um, we I will say it's weird that I kind of want everything this week. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. I think the one for me, I, I don't know. I've never been huge into Ghosts and Goblins. I, I like, I like what it does, and I, I like the, you know, like exactly what it is, what it's inspired, and things like that. I don't think that's one for me. And as well, Persona. I don't think that one's really my jam either. I have a weird relationship with Persona, I think. Yeah, my big thing with any of the Omega Force or like that Warrior-style games yeah. is that the older I get, the better they are. Because as much as I wanted to play like, you know, I want to sit down and play a Zelda game, well, Hyrule Warriors lets me get a lot of that urge out of my system without needing mm -hmm. to think that much. Um, and it's that same boat. Um, I've said it before, I don't like the Dynasty Warriors games, but I love everything they've inspired. <laughs> Sure. Um, yeah. So I feel like I'd have the same fun with Persona. With Persona 5 Strikers, I would have a blast playing through it for a while, and then I'll just stop and revisit it eight months later when I want to do a beat-em-up again. Yep. That's the correct way to play. For sure. All right, so looking at your Epic Games uh, freebies, we knew that we were getting Rage 2. I think we talked about that um, on our last show. Uh, they also threw in Absolute Drift, the Zen Edition. The Zen Edition. Um, I didn't even look into this. It just looked like a uh, like like a small drifting game. It kind of has. Uh, yep. It reminds me of like art style of something like uh, Super Hot or. Um, yeah, real minimal. Yeah, it's like real minimal. It's like everything's white, and then there's red and like red and black markers that kind of tell you, hey, don't go this way, or you know, this mm. is the right way. Usually red is the right way, kind of like um, Mirror's Edge. Yep. So, yeah, it looks kind of fun. Um, you know, it's typically a 12, uh, like a $12 game, but you can pick it up for mm -hmm. free. So, I think that's probably worth uh, a download yeah, and a quick play. Uh, it's a good mix, because, you know, Rage 2 is, you know, it's got a full story, open world, 
uh, you know, run and gun and everything. And then Absolute Drift is kind of like a more meditative, um, you know, it's like a mini game style uh, kind of challenge thing. So that's I think it's a good mix. Yeah, it feels as serious as you want to take it, kind of. Yep, that's fun. But yeah, go grab those. Um, you know, always kicking out those free games as well. Coming up uh, on the 25th, and I'll be running through the 4th, um, Sunless Sea. I didn't even look into what this is. Um, yeah, it's like, a, it's like a uh, um, story-based... Um, you're in charge of, like, a steamship that's underwater, or there's a bunch of, like, underwater shit going on. Um, very story-based... I like what I'm seeing. It's showing like a it's top down. It's, it's like a top down. Yeah. It's showing like the, um, like like a top of, uh, like topographical map of this area. Mm-hmm. You know, as you're going along the coast and you're seeing these different land masses, and it looks like there are yeah lots of things out to see. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I- interesting. Um, I- I'm actually kind of excited for that. But yeah, the studio's known for making like uh, browser games. So you can kind of see how yeah. this would have been built on that, for sure. For sure. All right. So uh, jumping into the news, doing a quick rundown of last week, not really staying too much on it unless you guys have something specific to say. Um, we did have uh, Pedro Pascal and Bella Ramsey cast as Joel and Ellie in yeah. uh, HBO's upcoming adaptation of The Last of Us. Um. Yeah, but it seems like they're pretty directly just going to retell the story of the first game. Yeah. Which, you know. Sure. Uh, I'd like to see something different maybe, but I understand the drive to do that, to do the main story, <clears throat> and then maybe we'll get some spin-off stuff in other seasons. Yeah, that's, I'll, that's what I'll I'm just, looking for. I'll say this much. They're, they're going to they're gonna piss people off no matter what. At some mm-hmm. point, you know what's going to happen. Yep. Um, Not everyone they're gonna either happen. They're either going to try to stay to the source material too much, or too much, and then they're going to stay. They're going to stay to it either too much, and then vary at one little thing that's going to trigger everybody, yep. or they're going to stray from it way too far, and have everyone be like, "What the fuck? No, that's no. Why does this even matter? Then that that completely undoes this." Like, what if they did it right in the beginning, and uh, Joel's daughter didn't die, and Joel's daughter's Ellie? <laughs> Uh, that would be horrible and bad. And that would be, yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, you could have not, not said that out loud, and I would have been happier. <laughs> no, it, it does seem like they're going to tell that main story just so they can open themselves up to tell maybe things that have happened along the way that we haven't seen. Yeah. yeah. I think that's a good idea. Just to see how they, you know, especially bridging Last of Us 1 and 2, um, or, you know, getting them. Uh, like an eye on some of those times when you know the game for Last of Us One kind of went from season to season. Um, good stuff there. God, I would do anything for Pedro. <laughs> Easy now. Um, Easy. We also last week uh, we of course knew that the files and a lot of the source stuff for CD Projekt Red games was uh, stolen, and then it was reportedly up for sale, uh, and it reportedly sold for seven million. Nice. Wild. It's a little low. I expected more, but... That's a, I mean, I don't know how much this kind of stuff usually pays for, I guess. Well, I so. think about how much goes into it and how much they make off of the titles. So 7 mil seems well, a little low. For all the sales know, for, you know, Witcher and uh, Cyberpunk. Yeah. It's Gwent. Weird. Gwent. 
That's the big one. I think something like this, though, is one of those things that you buy just to have as a trophy. Pretty much. Hang it on your wall. Has anybody looked into uh, Martin Shkreli? Because I think he has this shit. Yeah, because it's like, it comes down to a point where, like, things like this are useless. When all the stuff's already out there, um, (laughs) it's it's not like any of it matters. That's really just you having, instead of a gold record up on a wall, you have just a fucking file folder. (laughs) Right. It's like with a golden paper clip on it and a glass case saying, "Yeah, that's all that stolen CD Projekt Red shit that I bought." It's like, just like a flash. It's just like a like a thumb drive, it's just framed. Uh, and no, it's a, no, it's actually all been printed off on paper and it's in like an actual file folder. It's like, oh yeah, I remember. When that's I funny. Bought that that was that was cool. Yeah. Uh, see, right around page like two hundred and fifty, I started running low on toner. Uh, yeah. So, you know, but you can still read it. It's still good. Um, it's like that Simpsons meme <laughs> with the cane from Citizen Kane. <laughs> but you remember that? Uh, I mean, CD Projekt did say they were going to try to buy it. Well, so, originally they said that they were, they weren't like ne- like we're not negotiating with terrorists, basically. Well, yeah, but they but they later said like, okay, when this goes to auction, we are going to try to like it's an insurance thing. Like their insurance company will basically pay for them to try to buy it. So it's that's not something released. Yeah. Yeah. And then they're, you know, they were like, okay, so, you know, seven million. It's possible that they were like, okay, that's an acceptable loss. You know, sure. Um, like, and the, it, that to just like solidify. But like, there's, it's yeah, just a know, collection of tools. At the end of the day, you know, the things that they're looking at is like, you know, yeah, it doesn't like give you the ability to, like, it doesn't make you be able to make better mod like it, it's really weird like yeah I yeah it d- doesn't make sense because What's it's the point like a lot of it's just like unscripted code that you're gonna have to sift through and then put together or even if it is together you still have to know how to use it it just seems like a i don't know well even then it's like it does seem like it, a trophy. it's the source code so it's like yeah it's literally just the trophy it's like it, it's i mean it's not even a tool i mean you could just go download unreal or whatever like right and it's really odd it's just like the real code that's running on the disc. So if like, if you could just crack your disc, like, yeah, CD, then you'd get the same information. It's really bizarre. Like, that's I weird. don't understand what the. It's literally just a PR thing, right? Yeah, uh, yeah, that's what it was. It's CD's like, cool, like man, we've had a lot of really bad press, so let's kind of try to generate some sympathy. Well, I know or, that there was a theory that they are faking this. Yeah. <laughs> to try to get sympathy. Damn. And I mean the fucking the notepad file is definitely plays into this being fake. This is just so lame. <laughs> like it, uh, they they should have done like a, it's unbelievably lame. They should have done like a ransom note, like where it's cut yeah. all the cutout letters from the magazine. Yeah, it funny. should be all cutout letters from like the fucking inserts for all the CD Project Red games. Yeah, yeah and, and it's and it's like you can see a corner of the office like while they're holding I'm the note I'm surprised the ransom note, I'm surprised the ransom note wasn't put into that fucking um, cyberpunk apology letter font. Damn! <laughs> just an actual physical postcard and that just gets sent to them in the bright yellow. If somebody would have done this, I feel like it would have been like an image and it would have been done in that bright yellow. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it. The, the joke is so... It's too easy to make. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, it, it's definitely a bizarre situation all around. Maybe this is actually someone that was just very out of touch with everything that was going on that just conveniently, like, that's the idea of, like, someone walks up and there's all this crazy stuff going on in the front of the storefront, but some guy walks up and the back room door is open and no one's there. 
So he yep. like doesn't even know what he's stealing. He just runs in and grabs a box and takes off with it. Yep. And then gets the shit kicked out of him by an old lady in front of J.C. Penny. I've seen it happen. Yeah, seen it happen. Um, as well, uh, they did announce over on the PlayStation blog that Ratchet and Clank: A Rift Apart will arrive on PS5 June 11th. Uh, 11th, 11th. I'm trying to. 11th. I'm not good at that. I don't know. You guys fucking me up. It's really it mentally painful. It is. It's hard to see, and then trying to say it, it just. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. But. Um, you took one D4 psychic damage. I did. Permanently. It's a permanent thing now. Uh, yeah, permanent debuff. But yeah, uh, game looks fun. I mean, it, it's not like breaking the mold or anything, but um, I'm really excited to see exactly what this does with the DualSense controller. They, did, they, did they confirm this is going to be a $70 title as well? Yeah, yeah. I, I yep. assume that this won't be 70 being a you know, first party. Um, yeah, I'm going to pick this up. It looks cool. I like the Ratchet and Clank games. For sure. For what they are. Exactly. Um, I kind of want to go back through and play all the old ones. But Jesus. I'm really lazy. That's a lot. That's a lot of time. That's a lot of time. It's a lot of yeah. court. I guess such an idiot. It's a lot of. <laughs> I also kind of want to watch the movie based on the game. I never Ooh, watched. I that. do kind of want to watch the movie. I haven't seen it. And then I want to play the game based on the movie based on the game. Oh, uh, we got that for free on PlayStation Plus, right? Uh, pretty sure. It sounds right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't have enough information to disprove that. You can't that. contradict me, so it must be true. Right. Uh, and speaking of that, uh, Jack Black was cast as Claptrap in the Borderlands movie. Uh, just to continue this absolute what the fuck we're doing with this Borderlands movie. Um, yeah, like every time I almost get excited about something, I get really <laughs> disappointed about something. Shut right the fuck back down. I'm, I'm yeah. fully like detached from this. I forgot <laughs> Kevin Hart was rolling. Fuck. I just remembered yeah. that when I read it. Oh my goodness! Like I yeah, because like Kate Blanchett and Jamie Lee Curtis, that's dope. I can see that. Yeah, I'll watch them in anything. I don't know. And Kate then you give me Kevin Hart as Roland. I was like, wait, why? Huh? And then Jack Black is claptrap. Like Jack Jack Black is funny, but he's not annoying, stupid. It, it, claptrap is Kevin Hart. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Like I, Small, I think claptraps, loud, obnoxious, annoying. Claptrap's easy because they're just going to synth the voice a little bit, and it, anyone. Can or they're not going to at. All. If they don't, then I'll be really upset. I should not expect <laughs> that. God damn it! <laughs> just the lineup, though, is. Are they wild. just picking like all of these random people that haven't done anything for a few minutes? Well, it's that literally are like meme casting. They're like, bro, everybody will think it's so epic if we cast Jack Black as Claptrap. And it's like, no, they won't. It, like, it's It does feel like uh, a poll. It feels like he's doing a Twitter poll on who should be yeah. who. Yeah. Well, if anyone's listening, if they do decide to throw throw uh if they do decide to throw Mordecai into there, just let me have John Leguizamo. That's all I need. Mm-hmm. That would be he's so funny. fitting for it. He'll pull it off. That'll be the best one. That'll be I'll, mm-hmm. I'll watch a supercut version that's just You'll watch Kate the Snyder Blanchett. cut. <laughs> Jamie Lee Curtis and him. seven hour. Oh, Snyder cuts the opposite, and I'm very excited for that. Snyder cuts what they originally wanted. Oh, I'll watch the condensed version down where it's only scenes that don't have Roland and Claptrap in them. Uh, it sucks because I love Jack Black. It's tough. It's weird. Whole thing's weird. Uh, I don't know. When is this movie supposed to be coming out? Never. Don't ask. It's fine. Okay, that's Never. fair. That's fair. All right, let's move on because we had a Nintendo Direct. Yeah, Nintendo Direct, man. I was... So I forgot it was coming. 
Mm -hmm. um, I was at work when it went live, so I couldn't even watch it with audio. I had to like kind of, I was like washing our front door and I had to drop my phone down and hide it and um, was watching without audio, just seeing screenshots of stuff. So I came in pretty late to it. Um, I completely missed the Smash reveal. I missed a lot. Thankfully, IGN at least has a page up that they pretty much summarize everything down really well. Yeah, basically um, just everything notable. Yeah. yeah, I didn't get to go through and watch the full video presentation because by the time I came in, everything I wanted was there. So, so we had some, everyone is here. We had some Xenoblade Two characters joining Smash. We need more sword wielders up in this. Mm. Uh, so that's fun. I, I am I am actually kind of excited that they use Xenoblade Chronicles two characters because like the fact that we only had Shulk for the longest time as far as Xenoblade representation for like a core Nintendo game I thought was a bit much because um, Shulk was really cool. Mm-hmm. I don't know how these characters are gonna play. I'm just tired and tired of sword fighters. Mm-hmm. What was our joke before the show? They need to put uh, Octodad in there, just a brand new play style. Hell yeah! Yeah. There was someone else that we said again. too. It was Octo. So I'm mad that this makes me want to like just watching this reveal trailer makes me want to go back through and finish this game. Is Xenoblade? Oh, Xenoblade two or <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. I never did finish Xenoblade one or two, so I've got them both now. So they, no time. Yeah, me neither, and I never will. Those feel like massive games. Every time I, I have they no are. idea how big they are, but every time I play them, I'm like, man. I don't They're think I can go to the whole thing. It's because they play very much like MMOs, but without being MMOs. Right. The worst of both worlds. <laughs> for you. Um, they're great stories, though. Like, I love them. It's just, God, they're so big, and there's so much to do. For a completionist, I am fucked. Yeah. It just feels like one of those games you'll never... There's no end to it. But anyway, in keeping with typical Nintendo tradition, they gave a big, long, drawn-out, goofy trailer... A goofy and had people thinking like, "What is all this? What is all this?" And then suddenly, Pyra say, "Sorry, I was gone. I couldn't let you. I couldn't tell you, but here's my invite." Like, yeah, it, they it, put more like production time into their Smash like trailers than they do half of the fucking games that come out on the Switch. Just <laughs> let me have a Smash animated movie at this point. Yeah, really, I would watch that for sure. That'd be fun. John Leguizamo as yep. Luigi. As Luigi. Again, reprising that goddamn role. Good man. All right. What, can we get him on the show? I don't know. Yeah, probably. That was the that was the first big thing for Nintendo. I didn't know they announced that early on, so when I came in late, I was waiting the whole time for who's the Smash character going to be? Who's the Smash <laughs> character going to be? And by the time it was all over, I was like, oh, I must have missed it. And I looked at, I looked on the internet and was like, oh, there it yep. is. I was like, oh, that's neat, but also Why? fine, I guess. Now, to be fair, at least it looks like um, her sword is a gun. Because it looks like she's definitely firing projectiles from it and then cutting things mm. in half. So what you're so, saying is they basically are adding uh, Leon from... Or uh, Squall. From, yeah, uh, whichever. <laughs> yeah. Squall, Leon, Hart, right? It's weird. Like, I kind of want to play it, but, That's like, I don't... I want, I want all the Smash characters, but I don't have that kind of money, and... Uh, mm. No, thank uh, you. It is what it is. Yeah, I didn't really get into New Smash. I, I yeah, I played it a lot, but I've went back and I, tried I to play again. Mode, dude. Yeah, I went back and played, tried to play a bit more, and it just didn't do it for me. Yep. Yeah, yeah, I, I don't know. I guess I'm not into the competitive fighting scene, so it really yep. a competitive party scene. Or yeah. I, I refuse to call Smash a fighting game. 
because the way people play it competitively is by turning off most of the things that are part of the game. So, <laughs> so no. If you have to disable most of the functions of the game that were designed into it to make it a fighting game, then it's not a fighting game. <laughs> it's fun to watch the competitive stuff, though. I've seen that live a few times. That's fun. The only true fighting game is obviously Digimon Rumble Arena. All right, moving on. What else do we have in this thing? Uh, there was a lot. There, there was a lot. Um, as far as some small things that were in there, honestly, just scrolling down from the main page, um, it's kind of way out of order, but they did announce that Skyward Sword's getting an HD remake for the Switch. Yep. Um, I'm very excited for that. A lot of people aren't. A lot of people are thinking, oh, any Twilight Princess and Wind Waker HD. You already fucking got those on other systems. You got those on the Wii U. Um, Skyward Sword is the first Zelda game that hasn't been remade already. So um, getting that is kind of a big deal. Um, what made a lot of people very excited is that motion controls are still intact, but there's also a button combination that you'll be able to use instead. So you'll be able okay. to play handheld. Get that option. Nice. Yeah, nice. you get the option for it. It's going to make things a little bit awkward at first, but... I was a big fan of that game for how the motion controls worked because it mattered how you swiped your sword and the direction you were holding everything mattered. Yeah, that was an innovation that, like, um, you know, that, that with we the, really uh, never saw before in the series. So. Yeah, and with the Joy-Con, the way that they have the motion built in so well, I think we're going to get the best, like, motion response out of it. Um, way better than we got out of a Wii Remote and a Nunchuck. But they're doing goofy little like weird button styles to to let you do that instead um, for the button only controls. Okay. I don't know how to feel about it because it's gonna be weird and it's gonna be awkward combinations and I'm just gonna want to play on TV. Like just I'm just yep. gonna play it on the TV. Um, I will finally get to play through this full game though because I haven't been able to. And awesome. they uh, they also released of course the. Skyward Sword uh, Joy-Con, right? Left Joy-Con. We didn't have to mention those, sir. Um, They're completely sold out. Someone's those better. Sold out, those sold out within a matter of minutes through GameStop and Best Buy. They haven't gone up on Amazon or Target yet. Yep. They're already getting flipped for like three or $400 online. Yep. Um, I am a Zelda fanatic, as the first Zelda was my first video game. I've already pre-ordered the game. I need the damn Joy-Con. Yep. Yeah. Um... Now, yeah. I will say the funniest part about everything is that when they announced Skyward Sword, that's not what people were expecting, because dude walked out on stage yeah. and was totally there, and everyone was like, oh my god, Breath of the Wild 2, I'm so excited. Here we go. And he straight up just said, sorry guys, I know you were expecting Breath of the Wild 2 news since I walked out here, but you're not going to get it. Um, <laughs> you we're can pretty far it. off on that. Later this year, we'll tell you more about it. But for now, maybe this will satisfy you. Yeah, unclench your butt I cheeks. lost my mind. It's going to be okay. I lost my mind when I first saw the graphic, but I knew that like 90% of the internet was angry at this re-release. Yeah. That's kind of nice. I, I kind of enjoyed that. <laughs> that is funny. The troll. The troll dude has got some fun. style, though. Like, I love how dude is dressed on screen right now. Like, that is chef's kiss. Like, that is a great outfit. Loving it. So, uh... You know, after that, they did, you know, again, completely going out of order. One of the other big things, uh, we get a uh, Mad Max rendition of Splatoon with Splatoon 3. Nice. Um, yeah, I think this is the this is the first time we really get to see, like, a real environment for Splatoon 3 to see the actual world that it, we mm -hmm. exist in. Mm -hmm. 
and it looks like a very Mad Max post-apocalyptic, no water anywhere, dry desert planet. Um, but it's still just Splatoon. I, I'm kind of into what they're doing. You know, I kind of like the idea of, you know, having a story within the game. Because the gameplay is fun. Yeah, the gameplay is fun. And the little bit of story content we got before was really cool. I like um, the environment previously, too. I did like that really big city feel. Yeah, it was really cool. I like the idea of being able to go outside of that, though. I like seeing things that are different. Sure. Um, I like that you get a little buddy in this. Um, I like that bow what weapon. What is that? That guy? bow weapon seems really cool. That little, like, fish out of water with the top knot? And watching it try to run. Yeah, it just kind of <laughs> flubs along trail. behind you. <laughs> um, I know, I'm excited for this in the same sense that, like, Splatoon 1 and 2... Splatoon 2, first of all, wasn't really Splatoon 2. It was Splatoon 1.5. Yeah. Let's just get it out there. It's the same game with a little bit of extra stuff. Um, this has me a little bit more excited, though. Um, but this trailer absolutely <laughs> drug. I really want on that scene where they're where where uh, the character is in the the train and they're just going by. I really want like a Morton Joe to ride up next to him and be like, like just to say something really dumb, like. And speed up. It was just such a long, like that was just such a long, drawn out. Like I was like, "Is this right? Like, is this a loading screen now? Yeah. What is this?" It um, is. It does it look like they were showing you, like, creating your character and what that beginning piece looks like, and then arriving in the big city. Yeah. So I'm hoping we get some like actual depth of story content out of it. I am. I'm kind of excited for it, but with any main Nintendo IP, I'm a little bit nervous because. I, I feel like some stuff hasn't been trying as much over the past few years. Mm. Um, I'll still give it a shot, though, because Splatoon 2 still has a ton of people playing it. Um, I'm I'm excited enough. I just have to see what it looks like when, I find, when we finally get more about it. Um, For sure. Being able to see where you're going to drop into your map and stuff like that, almost Battle Royale style, is kind of cool, too. But Splatoon's always been a weird game. It's, it's weird turf war, Battle Royale craziness. Yeah. Um, it's going to sell like mad. It's just a matter of if it's going to be my kind of buy or not. So hear me out. What if Nintendo, they would completely have to revamp their entire online structure. But what if they did take the Battle Royale uh, approach with this? 99 people in one map and everyone, you know, kind of has their I don't own think this, or whatever. No, Splatoon, Splatoon could not handle that. You would just have seizures because of all the colors. That would be amazing. Not, not in such a small map, but a massive map. Like you just kind of like color yourself out, huh? I don't know. Looks wild though. Another twenty twenty two release though. They had a, a lot of stuff they talked about was going to be at least next year, which is it's expected. Like we never hear about a game and then say later this year here it is. So right, right. that's honestly why Zelda was surprising is it's yeah. June. So yeah, moving along, they did talk, of course, about um, Mario Golf Super Rush. Mm. I think that was a big one a lot of people were talking about. Uh, yeah, right I'm, I'm away. torn Mario Golf, Super Rush. Like, I really love Mario Golf games. Um, very excited for that. It's got some weird, like, race mode to it, though, where you're just rushing with each other to go play golf, and it <laughs> caught me off guard. I was like, what is this? Hi, I'm Mario. Welcome to Jack. I was like, typical Mario Golf is, let's be honest, Mario Golf is always fun. 
Like, no matter what it is, it's fun. Yeah, an, you're, you're going to enjoy it. An arcade golf game is definitely, I, I think there's always, it, it's almost always fun. You know, it, it's not something that you, of course, like, take, like, I don't take seriously. I just think it's. Yeah, I always go back to Hot Shots Golf. Exactly. PS1. Yes. Um, Where's Hot I Shots? I always go back to that being one of my favorite thing. And there's my, there was my guy. There was Waluigi. That's all it took. Yep. Um, I at least got to see him, so my bingo board was complete. Um,. It's got motion controls built into there, as you would expect. Um, obviously not going to be required. But there's a lot of depth to this as far as just the normal golf stuff goes. And then they throw the party mechanic at you, because all the Mario sports games, they want to have party mechanics with them. And it looks like they're using that side button that we have not really seen utilized in any game. On or, You know, if you turn the controller sideways, it kind of acts as your... Uh, like yeah, it's one of the shoulder button. buttons. Yeah, yeah. But you haven't seen it used quite this way. Um, you know the way that you hold, you know, the controller like a golf club, and you use that button. Uh, it seems like it'd be speed, like your primary. Speed button. golf just sounds like something that. It sounds like something from like a, a Jackass episode. It does. Of like, guys, we're gonna speed golf, and you're just beating each other up and golfing as fast as you can, and like. You're getting power-ups. I'm like, why? This is all stupid. And then I'm like, you know what, though? It looks stupid, but it also looks really fun. Yeah. Might have made a sale. They might have made a sale. Yeah, I'm I'm going to go. Speaking of making a sale. Oh, yeah. Speaking of making a sale. This might have been the biggest announcement for us collectively. The next thing on the list got me instant hyped. Um, Project Triangle Strategy. From Great the guys game. that brought you Project Octopath Traveler, um, so I see why they kept with that. I see why they gave the project name this way because it worked mm-hmm. for Octopath Traveler. Um, In a weird way, it was enough to let you know it was a story about eight different characters following their own journey. Um, project Triangle Strategy. It's gonna be a strategy game where you have to weigh options like along that little triangle scale, like. This beats I this, the idea. and is strong against yeah. this, and we yeah. And I think it's going to be more than just that, though. I think it's going to be much more story decisions too, um, as far as like weighing that good, bad, and like neutral scale on how you're progressing the story. Um, but I love the HD two D. Um, I loved it when it happened with Octopath Traveler, even though nobody understood what that even meant. It's absolutely gorgeous. Mm-hmm. Um, but this is a tactics game, which I love go to spend hours and hours and hours on it of course I downloaded the yeah. demo for this and i'm afraid to start it yeah i haven't started it yet either um I, I'm, I'm excited i'm excited though and it was really cool that they like they seem to be sticking with the style hey here's this uh weird game project whatever here's a demo go play it yeah that's the way to go so these guys are gonna just blow it out of the water with this game because octopath traveler is still really good um I'm very, very excited for this one. I love the character design. I love the story background for the different characters that were in Octopath, so I'm pretty sure I'm going to have the same kind of thing happen with this. But I've always loved tactical RPGs um, since the first time I understood playing one, um, which was the third time I rented Final Fantasy Tactics. <laughs> nice. Um, 
so aside from that, uh, yeah, they had a few other announcements. I don't think there was anything massive. They do have that. What were you saying? That was like uh, the Star Wars Hunters is just like a re-release for the Switch. Yeah, it's yeah, it's Z- it's uh, Zynga well, Games. Yeah, it's a new thing, but it seems very similar to what they've been doing with the uh, uh, mobile games, basically. Okay. Um, and honestly, I, th- I think that as far as the Switch goes, that's kind of cool. Like, if you're gonna do, if if you're already good at mobile, bring that stuff to the Switch, especially if it's gonna be multiplayer like this one. Mm-hmm. Um, looks like it'd be worth a shot. Um, we found out that Fall Guys is coming to the Switch. Mm-hmm. There's some DLC dropping for Hyrule Warriors. Um, other notable notable ones though, like we're getting a Stubbs the Zombie game. We're getting that brought to the Switch, which is gonna be stupid fun. It's actually already out. Rebel um, without I a pulse. I think it's already out. It's either already out or it's at least pre-purchasable so far. Um, Ninja Gaiden is getting a a master collection, which is going to be really cool, because I don't know about you guys, but I haven't heard about those games in quite a while. I feel like Grasshopper talked a lot about No More Heroes. No More Heroes 3 Mm -hmm. I am excited for. I love the aesthetics of that game. I can't wait. I love that his glove has Joy-Cons in it. Yeah. (laughs) A little on the nose, but yeah, sure. The game's gonna be stupid good. Um, Metopia's coming. Yeah. Metopia sold like crazy back on the 3DS because mm-hmm. it was a small print. Like it was, we didn't have another Animal Crossing at the time, so people played Metopia. I'm anxious to see how that goes because we have Animal Crossing now. Mm-hmm. Um, sure. A couple other ports. We're getting Outer Wilds. We're getting uh, some that I thought should have deserved a little bit more. That uh, the Famicom Detective games. Um, that's coming out as a mm-hmm. little uh, two individual releases. Um, from what I'm hearing from people that have played those games before, they're very excited for them. Um, that Those games do have a huge following. They just never came to the U.S. because they were very text-heavy. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'm sort of interested in those. Yeah, like that kind of game's weird. Like I, I'm getting more into the story like narrative games like that, like, where it's yep. more of a point-and-click, just tell me the story and get it all through. Yeah, and it um, almost seems like a predecessor to like Phoenix Wright and stuff like that. A little that. bit. A little so bit. That's definitely interesting. It almost also seems like it's doing like an Agatha Christie thing, which I like. So yeah, there's there's a lot in there. Um, Samurai yeah, Warriors yeah. Five is dropping. Um, I'm very excited to see the Legend of Mana remaster is dropping for the Switch. Um, I loved the series um, since we had the collection and we had Trials come out recently. It makes sense for them to bring Legend back out. Um, we got more news on Monster Hunter Rise. Tales from the Borderlands is coming. Um, we got a Capcom Arcade Stadium surprise release, which it's made in the RE engine, but it's just an arcade, so you download all the games that you want to play in it. Mm-hmm. Um, one that you were stuck on for a minute there, and you can find it again, Neon White. Yeah, the Annapurna um, game? Yeah, you were looking at that one for a quick minute, and... Um, like that. Neon White looks really unique. It looks really cool. Um, I don't know how it's going to handle those. It looks like it's first-person stuff again. And I get weird about that when it comes to handheld gaming. Yep. So that's probably going to be a TV-style one, but I'm loving the character design. Um, I want to know more about it. I like card-based games a lot of times. I don't know how to feel about this one, because it does feel like it's a lot going on at once for a card game. Yeah, it's just doing so much weird yes. stuff. It it's, looks you definitely awesome, have but to see it's more of it. so fast-paced. And mm-hmm. the fact that it's card-based and that fast, I... Am too old to have reflexes for that. Yeah. We played, uh, uh, Filter, you and I played that, um, that, that game made by the guys who, it never ended up coming out. I think it was called Keystone originally. 
Oh. It was a first person. Yeah. Uh, it was like a first person a shooter. Like team based shooter, so like a card based arena team shooter. It was like a card based Overwatch. It was really, really weird. You select your it's hero, really and then yeah, as you're running around, you collect cards and play them, and those give you different weapons and power ups and things like that. It was a good idea. Mm-hmm. It was um, a really interesting idea for sure. I really like the setup, and this, I mean, definitely not the same, but you know, kind of in that same vein where it is fast. Similar idea. Yeah, and you're picking up the cards to, you know, play different things. Um, interesting. Yeah, that one's coming out um, uh, this holiday. Now, a little bit further down is one that really jumped out at me that I'm excited for. I know Filter said something about it right before we went live. Uh, World's End Club mm-hmm. is a little bit further down. Um, that one looks really, really unique. Um, I don't know what to think of it, except I want to play it. Like I really want to play World and World World's End Club. Um, this goofy little DC game is just adorable. Oh yeah, yeah. I was on that for like, a second here on the live stream. Like they dropped a lot of stuff. They dropped a lot of small things, and I feel like they went through a little bit too much time on some of the bigger things. Mm-hmm. Um, like I would have loved more time with World World's End Club, but I'm probably gonna pick that one up when it drops. It's the creators of Danganronpa and the Zero Escape series, so it's really weird. Um, will I end up getting it? Probably. And Knockout City is dodgeball, right? Yeah, Knockout City is dodgeball. It looks yeah. like copyright infringement. The game, uh-huh. um, based on the trailer itself, but it's it's a dodgeball game. I was almost excited about it, and then when I saw that it was dodgeball, I was like, never mind. Hmm. <laughs> um, It'll probably Finally, be fun. the tie-in to the movie that we've all been waiting for. I'd be it's into just that. that, like, it had a very Wreck-It Ralph vibe for a minute of having all these different, like, NPCs or different characters from different kinds of games. It but just, it really looked like they were so close to copyright infringement with every one of them. It just looks like so many other games. It, yeah. it, looks, like, yeah. it looks like Destruction All-Stars. It looks like... Um, you know, talking about the stuff from last Fortnite. week. Um, yeah, Fortnite and, uh, um, bu- like, uh, Bulletville. Yep. It just kind of has that same vibe as everything else. Of course, being an EA original. Um, mm. <laughs> good times. Uh, yeah. But yeah, and then, you know, tons of other, uh, you know, smaller titles that are getting uh, released over here. And re-released over here. Um, they do have that uh, just about 51-minute video you can check out on YouTube. Yeah, there's a, there's a lot going on. And it's worth a quick scroll through. Yep, if sure. anything, man, there it is. The World Ends Club just, it looks so, it looks so good. Like, I don't know what I want out of it, but it has me very intrigued in so many ways that I can't wait to get my hands on it. It's from the makers of Doggone Grandpa. That's I'm so excited. Doggone Grandpa. Um, other small noticeable ones, though. Um, Hades getting a physical edition release. Um, that was kind of weird. I was expecting maybe a DLC announcement or something. Yeah, getting a physical yeah. drop. It comes with a 32-page art book, though, so that's kind of cool. That's cool. Um, very hyped for that. Saga Frontier Remastered got a release date, which I'm very excited for myself. Uh, we saw Plants vs. Zombies is happening again. Again. I don't care anymore about Plants vs. Zombies. Um there's really not a lot going on there. It just kind of is what it is. Um, we touched on all the big ones as far as Nintendo goes, though. I would say if anyone listening has some stuff that they were wanting to talk about more in depth, 
get at us. Drop some comments on our video or on our page. For sure. Um, we we can always love, talk more about it. Yeah, there's, there's a lot in there. And I feel like with everything that's happening, stuff interests us all differently. So Yeah, yeah. So aside from that, we also had uh, BlizzCon. 2021 so yeah. info dropping out from that we'll hit on some of those bigger points um you know they they I, I don't know i can't really decide what was the biggest thing that was announced over at blizzcon um i'll go with the one that made the news the most for me um blizzard announced a lot of stuff yeah but, well not really a lot of stuff but since it's just blizzard i guess it's enough stuff um only one thing really jumped out at me um i guess two technically i would um, say two that little that little blizzard arcade collection reveal at the top kind of caught me off guard um and then i realized that it's just three games and that i don't want to pay 20 bucks to play those three really old games the lost vikings um, blackthorn and rock and roll racing yep especially because rock and roll racing you can't stream it because twitch will shut you down because of the music in the game mm-hmm. always um so yeah, I thought that was a little hilarious. But Lost Vikings was a really cool game back in the day. I wish I had other ways to play that one. I'm not going to drop 20 bucks on a Blizzard collection just for Lost Vikings. Yep. Um, That's correct. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I haven't been into WoW for a long time. So announcing a new patch, not a big deal for me. Yeah, uh, what was it? Chains of Damnation? Uh, Chains of Domination. Oh, is it Domination? Sure. Yeah. Uh, Chains of the Dominatrix. I wish. That would... I would buy that. That would pull a few people in. That would get me back. You got me back. Uh, It looks like they also announced the World of Warcraft Burning Crusade uh, Classic expansion. Um, Any idea what that does? Anybody? Uh, It looks like it's just the... Classic classic mode mode for Burning Burning Crusade. Crusade. Yeah. Uh, they gave us um, Hearthstone news that none of us care about. Yep. Um, if you play Hearthstone, you play Hearthstone. That's all there is to it. Yeah. You're and not you, gonna stop if now. you play Hearthstone, you already know about all this, and you don't need us to tell you. Yeah. About it. Yeah. Um, now some cool ones though. Yeah, some of the good ones. <laughs> We're getting there. <laughs> so this one, this one, the first big one really was the the later announcement that that I just found out about and really cared about. Mm-hmm. Um, Diablo Four new character class revealed, um, yep. and with a rogue. Uh, nice Swarm and I watched this right before we went live and both lost our minds. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm really excited for Diablo 4. If you're squeamish, don't watch the video. Mm-hmm. Um, if you are, yeah, if you're squeamish, if you're, no, please watch the video really quick. Because if you're probably not awesome. listen to the podcast. <laughs> if you're squeamish, it's Diablo. Why are you playing it? Yeah. But yeah, no, they, yeah, they, they, they did some stuff here. Uh, you know, just good storytelling within their video, as we've been saying for a long time. Just make a video. Like, make a movie. Make a like movie. A, a short film. Whatever you want to do to tell a cool long story. Film. Yeah, preferably a long film. Um, Give me a Zack Snyder cut of the Diablo movie. But yeah, the Rogue The rogue did things like... It's, it's subtle things that they had the character do. Um, like, I, I think the one thing that made us go... Ugh, like the most was she stabbed a dude in the forearm that was reaching for her and then she drugged the blade toward his wrist while it was in there it was good it was good it was vicious it was vicious um gameplay wise though really cool abilities looks like a lot of melee um the bow and arrow plays a lot of role in some of the really cool ranged attacks having that variety between the two um 
as you would expect, anyone with a bow and arrow is going to have some raining arrows down attacks, which is also exciting. Yeah, yeah, like the line of archers, the caltrops, the quick dash through with the blades. Uh, the it like, almost feels like this is a greatest hits uh, class. Like, yeah, yeah, everything that you love from a ranged class is pretty much what you, you know, this is it. Um, more so, it in I, I there was the comment from me earlier of like it doesn't feel. Uh, like it, it feels exactly like you'd expect Diablo to feel, look and feel. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, again, don't expect it to break the mold anything or crazy. anything. It, this is exactly what you think it is. Not necessarily a bad thing. Um, I expect it every time I hear a new Diablo is what I was saying before the show. Like I expect there to be an innovation here in gameplay or something, um, but there never is. And then. I think I'm slightly disappointed with it, but then ultimately it's just like, as you were saying, Johnny, they're bread and butter. You know, it's the yeah, they, it's, they know it's they that comfort it. food kind of. Yep. So uh, that was definitely a big highlight. We would say this is probably one of the two big things that they announced. Uh, the second one, probably well. I guess there's a couple of bigger ones that they say for the end here, but uh, they're also going to do Diablo 2 Resurrected. I'm excited for this one. That was the other one. They have hopefully <laughs> learned their lesson from um, the World of Warcraft 3 Reforged, everybody pretty much universally hated, um, where it's going to have a separate multiplayer that does not cut into the original game's multiplayer. It's going to have... Um, you know, basically a facelift. They basically made Diablo 2 in Diablo 3's engine, or Diablo 4's engine, I guess. Which is so. fine. Fine with me. I'll take yeah. it. That's the that's um, the way to do it. And you can switch the graphics setting between the two, uh, mm-hmm. the newer one versus the older one. Um, I think and it's only going to be 40 want, bucks. Right? Yeah. It, and the thing is, it's also only going to be 40 bucks, and it's going to come with the expansion. Good price. So people are out there complaining really hard right now about, like, why am I paying forty bucks for this? But it's like, bro, grow up. It's like you don't. If you don't want to do it, don't this. do it. You have also. You just don't. The twenty-year-old game. Yeah, like go play Diablo two. Which there are people out there saying, just pirate Diablo two. Then like, sure, fine. Do, do what you're gonna do. Yeah, yeah. But some people are still gonna really enjoy this. Um, I spent a ton of hours growing up in Diablo two. Mm-hmm. Um, Necromancer was my baby. Oh yeah. I am very very ready for this. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm interested to check it out for sure. And it's coming to all the consoles, when, when, thanks to using the when Diablo When does this come engine. out? Did they have a release date yet? Um, I don't think they gave a release date. I don't date. think it's solid. I think it's this year. Yeah, 2021 is what it said at the end. This can be the thing that we play live while we're doing this show. Cool. <laughs> I don't know about that. I'd have to focus too hard on raising armies of skeletons. It's just a couple clicks away. <laughs> but yeah, that's pretty much all the big things. I think they did some more details, of course, about Overwatch 2. Me, I'm like, why? Is the first like yeah, big thing. It's like, why do we need a, a, a 2? Yeah, like they're going to give us more of that later. Just like Nintendo also said, hey, you'll find out more stuff later. Um, we'll find out more about Diablo 4 later on. We'll find out more about a lot of these other Blizzard things later on throughout the year. Um and back on the Nintendo side, we'll find out more Zelda news later this year. So yeah, there's, there's a lot of speculation going around on that side of it. Um, yeah, it's, it, it, it feels a lot like they're like, 
we have all this cool news. This is, you know, we're working kind of as fast as we can to get this news out, but it doesn't seem to uh, um, fill the appetite of the people that are just like, no, we want news about this, though, too. You know what I mean? Yeah. I feel like when it comes to Nintendo, they're smart, though. Um, We didn't get a lot of Mario hype for a while, and then suddenly... 35th anniversary celebration hit and we got tons of it all the mario and technically that mario 35th anniversary celebration goes until march so i think that we'll get zelda news after the mario hype dies mm-hmm. once they're done yeah. celebrating mario's 35th i think they'll drop zelda and they'll start talking about zelda 35th when are we gonna get some kirby love you know what i mean uh kirby sure you, i can send you i can send you some kirby love i don't know if you'll appreciate it oh, already seen it yeah, go ahead and send it. <laughs> uh, so to cap off, we did get a Red Band trailer for um, the new Mortal Kombat movie. Um, ho- holy shit. This, yeah, this could actually unironically be good. Let me say this. I loved the first Mortal Kombat movie. Me too. Because it was so cringy so and goofy. Yeah. The second one, not as much. It's like they tried too hard in the wrong ways. Mm. And then all those fan things that were done over the last several years about, like, oh, this could be a new Mortal Kombat series, new Mortal Kombat movie, all this different stuff. I was like, oh, that's cool, that's cool. This trailer, from the get-go, got me hyped. Yeah, yeah. There were some cool things that they did. I think there was a lot of good fan things that were done, you know, like you were saying. Um, This feels like it kind of touches base on some of those fan things and brings it, like, at a bigger scale. Right out of the gate. First 30 seconds. Sub-Zero, dude, Sub-Zero fucking removes Jack's arms from his whole body. <laughs> yeah, dude. Jack's like, goes to shoot Sub-Zero in the face. Sub-Zero grabs the gun, freezes the ammo as it comes out of it toward him. Cool. Yeah. Punches the gun, snapping it in half. And then grabs his arms, ices him all the way to the shoulders, and then just rips down, taking him off. And I took that personally. Yep. <laughs> They're, they're doing some weird stuff with this. Like, right off the bat, they're showing, like, a dragon birthmark. Um, so they're doing some weird, cringy-ish stuff that way, which we'll see how it all plays out. Not necessarily um, bad. It, we don't know who this main character is that they're showing that first exposes the birthmark. Um, you assume. We get, a, we get a name, but we don't know if that actually means anything. Um, there are so many possibilities out there. But then we get to see artwork that looks like so many different characters. Yeah. And then we get to start seeing all these different characters. I want to see Baraka. So, yeah, definitely. <laughs> I think that's the artwork that we saw on that back wall. Was I like it, yeah. From, yeah. It looked like a Tarakan. Um, you get kind of an interesting little origin for Scorpion. It looks like they're kind of setting up that. Like, he picks up a, like, a kunai, he wraps a rope around it, and then he's chucking it, and he's just using it to destroy people and it looks like um you have a shot kind of on a like a like a hillside just kind of showing everybody um let me scrub back to that really quick because i want to see if we we don't know who point all these people everybody super is so it looks Um, like we have Liu kang sonya blade i assume the guy on the left is kano because they start talking about kano why kano and sonya blade are hanging out kind of beyond me and then on the right we don't know who that guy is that's the guy we don't know that's chris (laughs) 
Wait, he's no, no. He's just. No, I was like, wait, who the, he, no, I, think, I think this dude's name is Cole. He's or just something like that. He, he's some dude named Jake. He's hanging out with all of them. Uh, he's the uh, <laughs> that's who That's Cole. Mortal Kombat. That's Cole Young, and nobody knows who he is. Um, they're just all the story stuff so far that's dropped out about him has just been that he's a young MMA fighter with that mysterious birthmark. Um, there are rumors out there that some people think that he may be another Sub-Zero. Um, there were rumors out there that what if he actually is Johnny Cage? Like, Yeah, just... Johnny is the main one that I kept hearing people kind of mention. Like, where's Johnny? Oh, maybe that guy is Johnny. Can we not say where's Johnny again? We I'm tired of cyberpunk during every episode. Jesus. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> we, we did get um, Molina in there for a second, too. Yeah. yeah that, that was cool. We got, we got some really cool... Uh, we had Kung Lao, his really dope hat, like Raiden oh, as yeah. well. Yeah, we got some cool Raiden. We've, we've got a lot of really cool stuff happening in here, they, and I am. Yeah, they show Goro. I think they show. I assume that's smoke. Because I think we saw a reptile smoke. at one point too. <laughs> but you never know. This could be like Noob Saibot too. We saw a reptile for a quick minute, mm-hmm. and uh, um, I think they capped it off by showing uh, Goro. Uh, he was one of the big ones that they showed kind of closer to the end of the... I guess it was, you know, after the halfway point. Um, Getting to see the fatalities happen on screen is sick. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This is going to be cool. I mean, you, you get to see... Oh, yeah. Sub-Zero, Sub-Zero creating a weapon out of ice is just... The the fight dope. kind of close to the end, Sub-Zero and Scorpion, that's the thing that people... I don't know. That's More recently, this is what people are here for. And just him lopping off Scorpion's Sub-Zero lopping off Scorpion's arm or his, his hand kind of at the forearm um, yeah the whole trailer is good from beginning to end um, and what's I would say even better about this is you can go see this in theater or you can watch it at home this is come, coming mm-hmm. to HBO yeah, I'll be very excited to watch this at home um so just seeing really Sub-Zero expected? grab blood out of the air and freeze him to a knife and then stab him was just so cool. Yeah. Kano holding a beating heart. <laughs> April 16th is the date April 16th, nice. Yeah, so it's like, know what I'm doing April 16th. Uh, really good trailer. Go check out that official Red Band trailer just to you know, get oh, get hyped for that because it feels yeah, it, it feels like there could be some of those like corny tropes that you'd expect from like maybe the first movie. Well, there will be. There's no. There, there definitely will. Well, be. it's expected, in a good way. It's not one of those things that you're expecting this, like very a hundred percent true, thing. Yeah. It's like you know where the. You can kind of feel where this is going. Um, and at this point, what we're like uh, fifty six Mortal Kombat's in, um, game wise, we're a couple movies in. We've kind of detached from you know the source material i guess and i think at this point we're just expecting a badass action flick and i think that's what they're gonna deliver so good stuff i think that was a good uh like high note i guess to end on some good stuff uh coming relatively soon after all this uh nintendo let's see what's coming in the future blizzard let's see what's coming in the future kind of thing 
Cool. But that is the show. Uh, thank you guys for joining us. Uh, if you get the chance, head over to facebook.com backslash Inc. to check out all that top news and video game stuff over there as well. Follow us on Twitter. So you know we go live, do junk just like this. We appreciate all the likes, comments, and shares. Again, of course, for Mammoth Games Inc., I'm one of your hosts. Night Swarm. I'm Filtercord. And I'm Johnny Riot. We did it. We did it. It, it took a, Successfully. A, 179 Successfully. episodes, but we did it. Have a yeah, good one, guys. Was a little bit, we finally got it. Yep, we finally did it.